The first ever magic trick using a standard deck of cards is believed to have been performed in the 18th century by an Italian magician named Giovanni Giuseppe Panetti. So the story goes, Panetti took the secret of that trick to his grave. But today, I'm going to perform that same exact card trick for the first time in over 250 years. To start, I'll shuffle the deck just a few times. The card now on top will be the card that I'm going to ask you to visualize. Take a look. And now I'm going to set it back into the middle of the deck. With a few more shuffles. And with a quick tap of the deck, the card is magically returned right to the top. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 34. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddox. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Uh Uh-huh. Today, we're reviewing Season 4, Episode 2 of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation. Some of those stories were based on real events. Others were totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact and which are fiction, and we'd love you to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories, make our own predictions, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. Guys, what did you think of today's episode? A little, uh... Does Frakes just... Does he... Do you think he ever hates the tricks that they make him play with in the beginning? I think he loves every second of this job. And right. the three days he had to I work. I don't think you could mm-hmm. fake that amount of like pure happiness. No, yeah. but do you think he ever yeah. had a, uh, they gave him a, an illusion and, and, and he kind of like played with it for a second. He was like, I'm not doing this one. Go, you, get, go in the back you, and get another one. It would be one. awesome if he didn't know what they were. He just walked out. He's on camera and he has to figure out. <laughs> he's like, what's this? Oh, this is what it is. Okay. I know this isn't right, but I also just want to believe that he comes up with all of these illusions. Like, he's just so excited that he's like, all right, guys, I figured out all of them. Like, right. I was on Google yesterday yeah. and you'll never believe the <laughs> elephant has five legs. I like that he's coming up with these ideas and trying to pitch them and the writers and producers are like, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, Jonathan, sure. And the only way they could keep Frakes as the yeah. host is if they let him play with illusions every story. I love that. I like he that version of every, it. Every story. day he pulls up and he opens his trunk <laughs> and he falls. He's like an amateur magician. He's like, hey guys, look at this neat trick I They're found. They're competing with like the masked magician happening right now on Fox, right? Unmasking, what was it called? Oh, it's so true. It's yeah. so true. It's like, that ruined magic TV. Do you guys remember like every <laughs> other Friday night? What if Frakes like, behind that mask? Like, every other Friday night there was like a magic special on NBC or something like that. Amazing. And then all of a sudden this mask guy came up and then he ruined it. I never got to see magic on TV after that. Well, the problem is when I was a kid watching the masks, mas- mas- what was it I- called? It was unmasking the magician of masked magic. No, that wasn't it at all. <laughs> Whatever it was called. Fiction. When I was watching it, all I could think was it's David Copperfield because that's the only magician I knew. And then there was like the finale of that show. They finally reveal who it is. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I think the whole, oh, wait, he did. revealed himself eventually. Did he? Yes. I don't know. There I think was, he kept I, himself secret. No, cause there was a huge backlash. Okay. Hold Th- on. A this second. guy, hold I mean, his whole reasoning was if I let out the secret of all these tricks that magicians have been using for hundreds of years, it will force them to learn new tricks and magic will take the next step in its evolution. In order to say, it's like Thanos, basically it's order yeah. in order to save the world. We have to destroy the world. So it'll yeah. rebuild one itself. cheap confetti trick at a time. <laughs> this, this mass magician was the Ra's al Ghul. Of magicians, basically, is what we, we have to burn down old Gotham to build it new yeah. and stronger. Exactly. Yeah, totally. All right, here we go. During the past year, I have shown you how some of magic's most famous illusions are secretly performed. Well, tonight, the time has come for me to remove the mask. Why are we watching I this? I have no idea. It sounds like V for Vendetta. <laughs> there isn't enough I want him to take of off a mask and be wearing another mask underneath. Right, I, think, I think I already revealed like an origin story. In recent years, magic has taken a backseat to movies, video games, and other forms of He really is a villain. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. 
I wanted to get people. Perhaps you're wondering why I did these magic tricks. <laughs> this is serious business because when you join magical societies, you take. You sign papers, you take tokens. I have a feeling that he's just going to be rambling on and never reveal himself because he's still going. It's a ratings ploy. That's what this is. And we ran out of time. And it's like the beginning of HQ, you know, the HQ quiz app. He comes on and uh, you're like, all right, game's about to start. Then he talks for like 10 minutes and you're like, God damn it, just get to the freaking questions. Did I hurt these kids? Okay, I'm just gonna skip it. Wait, why are we still listening? Wait, did he just say, "Did I hurt these kids"? That's what I heard too. Is that what I just got? Just fast forward. Just fast forward. It's gonna be like some guy, you know, masked magician. Valentino. I'd like to leave you with this thought. It is my belief that the art of magic is for everyone. And especially the kids have been letting go of their old tired. Well, uh, guys, still, it is masked. It no, he's unmasked. I'll yeah. we'll post a link in the show notes. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fortunately, what we discovered today is that the masked magician was indeed unmasked, and indeed, no one knew who he was. <laughs> and my yeah. God, what an intro to this show! I know. <laughs> well, let's dive into the stories today, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of magic, the first story is called. Writer's agent. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> hey, Jane. What are you doing here? We didn't have a meeting set, did we? No, Stan, we didn't have a meeting set. Oh, you sound a little uptight. Do you know how much money I've given you since you became my agent? Mary Jane. Almost $12,000. Okay, so I'd like my money back, please. All of it, or else I'm going to the authorities. Okay, look, you can't do that. Why you not? Just... You're a thief no, and no. you stole from me. Now get I'm out. Not. Now look. It's it. it. Okay, it's over. Stop That's it. it. Just shut up. Mary Jane. This story taught me that being an agent means owning 46 lava lamps. <laughs> <laughs> you think that would have went away with 2,000 I think it was one, just, but mm-hmm. no. I think it was just one with a few mirrors. <laughs> it's oh, an illusion. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of magic. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, uh, you're going to give us a story summary here. What happened in this one? So we follow a book agent, Stan, um, but he's not a very good book agent. He's actually a thief. He's stealing thousands of dollars from his clients, promising to publish their books, but never following through. And so a client of his, Mary Jane, comes by and threatens to go to a different book agent. They have a, a scuffle and an argument. He pushes her. She ends up hitting her head and dying. And suddenly Stan then becomes a murderer and um, hides the body in a planter in his building. But believe it or not, he actually loved Mary Jane's book and did think it had promise. Um, and so he ends up publishing it. It becomes a huge success. And he decides to use a fake name for the author so that he can get all of the profits. Um, of course, Stan, you know, says that this new author, Lucille, you know, doesn't do any um, press, doesn't do book signings because she doesn't exist. Uh, but one day he hears that Lucille is actually at a book signing and freaked out knowing that this is impossible. He goes to check it out and he sees Mary Jane. Stan is freaked out, goes back to the planner where he buried the body, digs it up, and just at that moment, the police arrive and arrest him as they had gotten an anonymous tip to follow him that day. So we're... So there you yeah, go. that's the story. The story is asking us to believe, is it possible that a woman could be killed and then somehow either her spirit or essence or someone that knew about the murder basically set up the guy to get caught. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you guys to try to figure out how there is even a kernel to the story, because oh. I don't think there is. Oh, I already have one. What is it? If it's a sting by the police. I mean, the police get this anonymous tip. They believe that the agent did kill her. Set and- up the book signing and everything? Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, the book signing. How, how many friends did she have that she like, hey, she hey, gave- re- hey, read some chapters from my new book. And then... All of a sudden, this book shows up. So who usually pop her book? And all her friends are yeah. like, wait, this is, this is the book that my friend wrote that I haven't seen. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you're saying, uh, you're saying the police set up a phony book signing with a woman who would sign the book as Mary Jane to scare this guy so, into. And they got a lookalike think, or something. They I mean, more or less did it in Argo. And it worked. <laughs> And that was fact. I also think the book signing itself could be where some of the the levels of truth. I mean, this guy could have seen a book that just had the name crossed out with Mary Jane. Like it didn't have to be him going physically to a signing and seeing a lookalike. I think 
anything could have spooked him to the point just to get him to potentially go back to the body. And even then they probably weren't expecting and who knows if this is true, but him to like go and just dig up the body then that night. But, you know, some slip up, something that could tie him in terms of evidence to the murder. So I play this game uh, and I think I've played with uh, most of you guys called Crack the Case. Um, where it's like murder mysteries and you got to figure out how the police solve the crime sort of thing. And there is one that is pretty much this almost without the book stuff, without wow. the literary agents. But there's one where this is like these lateral thinking things where yes. you give a very basic crime and then people play along asking like yes or uh, no questions to yeah. figure out how it's solved or who did the murder or why mm-hmm. they did it. And there's one where a guy like ran a woman off the road and, and killed her and then um, the cop suspected, but he couldn't find evidence. So he tricked the person he thought was guilty into believing that the person was still alive so that he would return to the scene of the crime Interesting. and incriminate himself. Are these based on real things? I do not know. <laughs> so... There's nothing in the so, there's un- nothing in the rule back that says some of these are fact and some are fiction. But what I'm saying <laughs> is this almost identical story I found in a board game. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and move on to predictions. First up, Chris, fact or fiction? It's like a, a guilty conscience story or a ghostly appearance, but the book signing is just really hard for me to believe. If I believe that this was a ghost, then do I really believe? I don't know. I'm going to say fiction kyle i believe that cops often will set up something like this to make somebody incriminate themselves fact all right i'll go next i'm trying to think what's the bare minimum that needs to happen here for this to really be true and i think it's just someone knew this person was dead and the guy was stupid and looked at where the body was at some point and got caught so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go fact mark i mean this just feels very writery and even if you get down to the very basic stuff, it just doesn't seem like they could elaborate this much. So um, I'm going to go fiction. Tiffany. I think there's a kernel of truth here. So I'm going to go fact. All right. And there's one more prediction that we like to make every week. We've all locked in our predictions. At the end of the show, we'll find out if it's actually fact or fiction. But we like to flip a coin. Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. And we do that to see if random chance is actually smarter than us. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It, yeah, lot. almost pretty much always Most for time. me. I think, especially. It's about, I think it's about the same. Yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> We're certainly not smarter no. all the time, but let's go ahead and find out what the coins prediction will be. Fact. So the coins predicting fact, we'll find out at the end if it's fact or fiction, and we're going to move on to story number two, which is called Crypt Ghost. The titles are getting more creative. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was my ghost. Hey, what are you doing? This place creeped me out, man. I'm not even sure we should even be here. Eric's right. We never got permission. And you guys agreed to do this. You can't back out now. Stop complaining and, and, and act scared. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So keep that, keep that right there. Stop. Stop. There's something out there. Kyle. Yes. You noted a famous actress in this segment. Yes, Grace Park from uh, Battlestar Galactica and Hawaii 5.0. Yes. Famous? Ooh. Famous for... 5.0. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, she's fucking Mark. famous. She's pretty famous. Are you kidding Shade. me? She's on Hawaii 5.0. That's, a, that's going into syndication. You know, you got your 100 episodes. 5.0, 5.0. 5.0. Yeah. yeah, it's a high-tech version <laughs> she was, of uh, She was Boomer in <laughs> yeah, Battlestar. Yeah, exactly. Battlestar. She was great in that show. She was awesome. Let's go ahead. I'll summarize this story. So there are three kids that are breaking into a... Uh, crypt, and they're doing this kind of short film situation, very Blair Witch inspired. Uh, the one kid, Zach, and his two friends. Zach is the one that's like really gung ho about this. His other two friends are not into it at all. Um, but the whole like rumor is that this General Wesley Vanderborn uh, rises from his crypt once a year and carves them. Car- carves, he, like, carves Zoros his, them. Yeah, he zoros them, but with a V. And into the uh, their hands or their face or wherever <laughs> it is. So they eventually do find the crypt. They break in. It's very creepy. And then Zach, the filmmaker who's doing this kind of documentary style thing, he opens up the uh, crypt and starts to try to steal the sword. Uh, they all get super spooked when the coffin door closes down. Zach is trapped in. The other two run out. So they go get the groundskeeper. He comes over, opens the door. Zach is still alive, which I was surprised by. I thought he would be gone. (laughs) So they pop open the coffin lid. The V is in his hand. And uh, essentially, that's it. 
Yeah, and um, the sword's back where the sword's it originally back was. Where it was. Uh, is Good. it possible Good. that there's this old uh, general that uh, carves a V into people? I, I just like this I, for I me. I can't think of a more urban legendary yes, story. Yeah. Exactly. This is the weakest well, story. Well, they mentioned it. They mentioned that they hung the lantern on it. They did. In yeah. that episode. They did, but it did not fool me. Uh, I don't know. I think what's hard too is like part of me thinks this is amazing promotion for their short film. Like all these kids could have just lied and been like, oh, I got the V on my hand. Like it does feel a very post Blair Witch thing where it's like, I I can't separate if it's just like in on one hand all i could think was the fact that there's found footage yeah. in this it just feels like someone on the writing team was like sure. oh did you guys check out blair witch because <laughs> it just came out like two years ago and yeah. then like they're just getting around to it yeah. you know i don't know but it's hard so many of so many towns have these urban legends and if your ear is going off of what these kids say happen. So while I tend to always think fiction on these, I feel like I've been fooled so many times because who are we, who's telling the story? Who are we really believing? And what's the basis of truth? Okay, so it? you're leaning fact. I, oh, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> oh, no, because you're saying that even the smallest grain of someone telling something makes yeah. people think, oh, this actually happened. Well, yeah, that's how these things tend to be true and how they trick me. Right. So you're, <laughs> oh, so are you leaning fact or fiction I on this know, one? I don't know. have to wait till the results. Oh, okay. A tease. <laughs> um, I, uh, this is kind of new territory in the ghostly rules. Oh, because we have never talked about ghosts marking people. And I've Dude, seen... Like being on them? <laughs> <laughs> like Ew. territorial cat ghosts. Okay. <laughs> I've seen shows where someone will be in, in, in the dark uh, tormenting them or sort of like goading them on. And then suddenly they get like a scrape on their neck or a bruise on their arm or something. Yeah. And then they claim to have had that happen in that moment. This definitely happens in Paranormal Activity. It happened a lot in Unsolved Mysteries. So... I think there could, if if you were to believe that any of those instances were true, then yeah, the story could theoretically be true too, right? Well, I think that what's more like, like if we're if we're thinking that this is true, what really happened here? A kid who uh, was really into being spooked out and scaring his other two friends uh, broke into a crypt. They ran out, saw nothing. Mm-hmm. He cut a V into his own hand to just scare his friends and create this mythology around this situation. Yeah. Or the ghost did it. <laughs> like I was saying. Maybe. <laughs> I'm on board with Chris. <laughs> I do want to mention how uh, they opened the crypt uh, at first and what looked like confetti blew out of the crypt. <laughs> Coffin yeah. confetti. Or like when you have those cans and you it open it up and like moths. a snake pops out. Moths? Moths? Coffin confetti! Because <laughs> then they talk about how caterpillars got in there. Confetti? I mean... It was all It was all, It was was yeah. all. a... a it, was, it was a story piece to say that the crypt had been opened before. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, well, that the general had gotten out of the crypt... And back in. Yeah, that same sure. kid was doing another short film two weeks ago. Exactly. Like, opened it. Whatever. Just like, it's, Apparently, it's, it's super easy to open this. This is things. the third set of friends he's yeah. got by the crypt. <laughs> Moths are just like reverse confetti. <laughs> don't what? explain. We're going to move right on to predictions. Fact or fiction? Mark. I don't know. I think it's an urban legend. Fiction. Chris. Mark, I thought we had talked about this. <laughs> I just like to make you think that I'm going to vote with you and then. I'll never trust you again. <laughs> Fact. Kyle. There's so much in this that is possible, but it's way too urban legendy. Legendy. <laughs> I'm going to go fiction. Tiffany. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've been tricked by these before, but I still think this feels very writery fiction. I am also going to go fiction because it just has all the makings of an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Like all of the makings. And <laughs> it feels very like Blair Witchy, like right after Blair Witch came out. What were you going to say, Mark? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say have fun, Chris, by yourself. I will. I've done this before. <laughs> Wasn't worth interrupting. Kids, I've done this before. I'm an expert. Okay, what will the coin predict? Fiction. The coin is going to vote with us. Sorry, crass. And we're going to move on to story number three, which is called The Doll. You're Ashley, aren't you? You know, class is dismissed, sweetheart. You can go now. Can you please give me my doll back? I'm sorry, honey, but I don't have your doll. Yes, you do, and I want you to bring her back tomorrow. Uncomplicated playtime. Hey, Chris, do you want to have some, I don't know, maybe some uncomplicated playtime with me? Oh, wow. I would love that. It would be so refreshing. I remember you guys making fun of this when we were watching, but what was the context of this? 
Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes is basically holding up a doll and saying, um, remember the times when little girls could just play with the doll and have some uncomplicated playtime? <laughs> is he referring to his own daughters? Maybe, maybe just kids, even back then, were just so distracted with their little cell phones and stuff. Their Nokias. <laughs> they yeah. were stressed out, and um, they just needed some uncomplicated playtime. They had time. like pet rocks and tamagotchis. <laughs> tamagotchis. And oh, tamagotchis were. were um, uh, that's when Game things Boys. started to get very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you're going to give us a story summary. What happened here? Yeah. So there was a a teacher who started her first year of school teaching, and a little girl in her class basically accused her of stealing a doll and having it and then she denied it and the, the the girl pressed and said why would you say that you know you have it the teacher goes home talks to her mom and discovers a doll that seems very suspicious and the, her mom tells her about this uh this little girl that she used to be friends with when she was eight years old and uh, the little girl happened to die but before she died she gave her friend this teacher a, that doll to keep because it was her favorite toy and then um the teacher brought it to school the next day the little girl comes up recognizes the doll even points out a marking on the doll i guess it's revealed that maybe this is the reincarnation of this teacher's friend who passed away at the age of eight. Yeah, so is it possible that a little girl uh, accuses a teacher of stealing her doll and then um, just, like, knows some specific details about a doll that the teacher actually does own? Right? I mean, that's basically what it is. She knew about the heart marking on the chest. She knew the color of the dress. She knew the type of hair the doll had. The blinking eye. Yeah. Reincarnation is one of those things that is believed by a lot of people sure but i think even for people who believe in reincarnation the idea is that you know your brain is kind of wiped in the in the process so uh you don't know all these things from before this this teacher's in a stressful position she's uh just started her first day she's dealing with 28 six-year-olds yes and this Would you- <laughs> and this one girl makes some sort of offhand comment about a doll and Puts this seed into the teacher's head, which expands into the story about, oh, my God, how did this girl know about this doll, blah, blah, blah. And she's filling in the gaps of this story you that, that was told. just said, would you, uh, it just, just came to me, would you rather fight 26-year-olds or <laughs> six 20-year-olds? 26-year-olds. 26-year-olds, yeah. Very important for the, the conversation topic at hand. Six 20-year-olds, I mean, like three 20-year-olds could kill you. One 20-year-old. Yeah, depending on how often yeah. he yeah, goes to the but you gym. can like punt six-year-olds around. Whoa, Kyle. Oh, Violence. Sorry. Although, like, that is it's still terrifying. I, th- I, I think that 26-year-olds could probably easily take you mm. down. Going back to the story. Why? <laughs> Oh, are we done? Are we going to predict? Go ahead, Tiffany. Go, <laughs> Do we go think ahead. that this teacher is just making it up? Well, well, I don't know why she would. She's probably yeah, but she in could, a, and then that, that's sure. where the story comes from. Like I just 50, don't like 50. these single source stories. I, I don't like it at all. Because I, I started wondering, like, how does the story get out? Like, you because know, if she did make it up, yeah. then that's all it would take. Well, well she's uh, probably in a state that pays her minimum wage, so she's like <laughs> selling her true. story to someone who will pay or something, you know? Well, and what I thought was interesting is that, you know, I they do. blatantly said in the story or the mom said that, you know, she, when she was younger as a child, she wouldn't accept this friend's death. She completely blocked it out. So there's already some sort of like whether it's a PTSD or like trauma. some sort of trauma that I'm just kind of like she could have literally imagined this little girl and this whole scenario herself. Yeah. I mean, if you if she actually as oh, a yeah. child did block that out, it just it for me, I feel like there there's that element that kind of leads to a kernel of truth. But then like she goes to tell who and then why would that person believe her and then continue to tell this story? I know, I but know. it's funny because I do this whole like, oh, who told this story? And it's, again, like bitten me in the ass where it somehow yeah, still know. is true because it's a one person it story. Tiffany, it's time to let it go. No, I can't. Four seasons in, I feel too attached to this theory. <laughs> You've gotten too many this, shows with just two correct answers. You have to let it go. This lady At least believes. I got 100% before. <laughs> oh! um, I'm going to go ahead and kick off the predictions here. I feel like this is fiction tiffany um you know what when i first saw this story i wrote fiction and i do i i feel like there's a kernel of truth that there's just something that felt so writery to me so i'm gonna say fiction mark i feel like this is a story that 
is just like a beyond belief fact story. Um, I think there's a, uh, some kind of kernel. I don't know. I'm just going to go fact. Chris. Wow. Mark's conviction there made me. <laughs> you know how I play this game. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about reincarnation. And I, I wish that, you know, even if, if I believe that, I kind of would hope that you would reincarnate in a different part of the world or something and not be like influencing another person's life that you did in your last one. So I'm going to say <laughs> fiction. Kyle. I believe this lady thinks that this happened and told the story. Fact. All right. Let's flip a coin. Coin is going to vote fact. And we are going to move on to story number four, which is called Hubert's Curse. If this tool art borrowed by a friend, good fortune follows thou. But if taken without permission or pilfered from me, woe unto thee, because Hubert's curse shall be upon thine head. You gotta be kidding. Actually, it's quite true. You were just an unfortunate victim. I tried to warn you, but it was too late. Hubert's Curse. Kyle, you are going to give us a story summary. What happened here? So it is George's first day at the wood shop, and uh, he walks in, he meets the guys, he picks up a hammer, and the hammer flies off the handle and hits him in the head. <laughs> Soon after, he learns um, that there is a curse on these tools on H- Hubert. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> Hubert? Hubert? Oh, Hubert. On Hubert's tools, that if you grab the tools and use them, you will be punished. But if you ask for permission from Hubert to use them, you can use them. And this curse dates back to like Arthurian mythology and Merlin and stuff like that. And finally, he starts believing in the curse. And one day he needs a ladder and he asks Hubert, hey, can I use your ladder? He climbs up the ladder. He falls off the top of the ladder and he's like, F this curse. I just fell off this ladder. This is bullshit. And then they look up at the light that he was climbing the ladder to fix and the light short circuits and if he had touched it he would have been electrocuted and died so by asking for this ladder it indeed saved his life from being electrocuted and the curse was real yeah so is it possible that there's this curse on these tools that is uh a curse on these tools no, like if he no. does Probably not. Probably well, not. For sure, no. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't ask permission to use them, the, the curse will affect you. And if you yeah. ask permission, it will not affect you. So the curse is always on guard for that question. I guess I don't like. Yeah, this. it is. I mean, it's back. Merlin's a powerful motherfucker. I can't believe they brought Merlin into this. He's like, oh yeah, like my whole family has been like, you know, woodworkers or wood or carpenters, yeah, or his, whatever. His ancestors Someone helped made, build the Round Table. Yeah, like King Arthur's <coughs> Round Table, and I was like, and Kyle All hated right. hearing the build of that no Round one Table. No one yeah. who built the Round Table. I wanted to know this shit. Oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, this is great for me and my nerd history <laughs> major. Um, so yeah, I guess he, he, his ancestors helped build the table, and then somebody yeah. like took their tools and Merlin curse them for taking them i, yeah. believe, the I believe this kind of began i, I believe this story 100 don't believe that it's actually there's actually a curse but i believe that a bunch of carpenters think there's a curse absolutely yeah no, that's 100%. what it is see my thing is too at the end when the the ladder shook and everyone was like oh well that's probably the curse and no actually it saved him it's just showing that a bunch of people are willing to just believe whatever they want to believe yeah like, a bunch of dumb guys well you yeah. saw how he hurt himself with the screwdriver he also just doesn't know how to use a screwdriver That's i don't true. even know george should never been yeah by this george borrowing the tools when he's going to use the electric screwdriver i'm like you're asking for it. but he puts his hand right near and he like cuts it and i'm like yeah. also he's holding start... it like this yeah, yeah. Um, nobody well, can if, see that yeah the listeners way, really know what you're Chris. doing there he's holding it like this too though like like this like though. this oh no no i think it's this way yeah definitely that like that, yeah, like that, yeah. What if um what if the actor just didn't know how to work a tool? Then he was perfectly cast. Yeah. It, but part of this also, like I, I do think they believed it, but I wonder if that could also mean that it was an urban legend kind of thing. Like could there mm-hmm. been this kind of joke amongst carpenters or amongst but, this group and you know, they kind of laugh about it and so a writer heard about I it? I feel like typically urban legends are cooler. 
Well, you know what I mean? Like, unless this, you're a carpenter. <laughs> this, is, this is big in the carpenter urban yeah. legend circles. But like, it's like, was Merlin just really polite? Is that where this all came from? And he was really annoyed that other people didn't have better manners. And Guys, that's why he made you gotta them. ask before you borrow my potion. <laughs> that's so Merlin's British. Alive. Well, you gotta remember, Merlin made the curse, but he didn't write that sign. <laughs> that's true. That or si- did he? That sign was only a generation old. Yeah. Hu- Hubert's uncle wrote that sign. So well, they could just change the curse to whatever they want? No, the curse is what the curse is, but then somebody uh, finally found the rules of the I curse see. and wrote it out on a plaque yeah they, they oh, after over, like 20 over many years yeah. of testing what the rules are they're like i think we've kind of nailed what this curse actually <laughs> nailed does. it oh nice uh, uh, tiffany fact or fiction the story is ridiculous and i don't hate it normally i go fiction on it but i think that's just these group of guys guy carpenters who believe in it and that's where the truth is from so i'm gonna say fact okay i'm also gonna say fact for the same reasons i just think a group of guys believe that this mm-hmm. is true chris I could see this as just a bunch of people justifying everything no matter what happens. So I'm going to say fact. Mark. Yeah, I don't believe the writers, or I hope the writers wouldn't come up with the story. Fact. Kyle. I think the writers thought they were making a really cool story. (laughs) Fiction. Oh. Love it. Let's flip a coin. The coins prediction is fact, and we are going to move on to story number five, the fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called Shared Vision. How about a guessing game? You think of a number between one and 100. Concentrate real hard, and I'll try to guess what it is. Okay? Mark, you're going to give us a story summary. What happened in Shared Vision? Yeah, so I'm going to try to do this one uh, without any notes because I left my notes in the other room. Um, Kaylee or Katie? Katie. What a professional. <laughs> Already starting <laughs> off. All right. There's a there's a about a seven or eight year old uh, girl named Katie. Seven or eight? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. It's on your notes, Mark. Go would get you, your. Would you rather, notes. Kyle? Would you rather fight seventy eight year olds or eighty seven year olds? Six twenty year olds at that point. Okay. 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 <laughs> Those are about equal. I Katie think. is eight let's say (laughs) and (laughs) she has a hearing aid but she doesn't want to wear it and it bothers her and she's back in the doctor's office the doctor's trying to you know convince her to wear the hearing aid he's testing it everything works fine the doctor walks out to speak with the mom and a a nurse who's temping that day named sarah she comes in and closes her eyes she goes let's play a guessing game and katie thinks of a number and sarah through holding her hands and listening um, gets the number in her mind. Like, it's really creepy, but she hears the number 22. She guesses it. Then she puts her hand on Katie's head and hears all, like, this, the noise and the screaming coming from Katie's head. Then she goes to the doctor and tells the doctor, hey, you should run a CAT scan on Katie. I think she has a tumor. Um, the doctor's like, okay. He does it. It is a tumor. They're able to save her. He wants to thank Sarah, goes to another nurse, and the nurse goes, there's never been a nurse here named Sarah. There probably was a nurse named Sarah at one point in time. There's never been a nurse. (laughs) But that particular Sarah Sarah did not exist on paperwork. Apparently the the doctor, that nurse was temping that day. And he said, hey, if we could get that nurse back, she was a great temp. And then the other head nurse goes, no one was temping yesterday. Everyone was on staff. Mm -hmm. So is it possible that this uh, angel nurse came in and saved the day and saved this one? Yeah, this is just a doctor who kind of forgot who the temp was that was helping him. And the next day he tried to describe her. And the other yeah, lady was right. like, yeah. there was no girl here like that. Or he thought it was a temp, but he's just an asshole. And like, <laughs> she actually works there. Full yeah. Time. <laughs> and you see Sarah walk behind the, the nurse that said there was no temp yesterday. And she's like, oh, man. <laughs> Someone explained to me, though, the supernatural logic in this episode. Like she's a very, psychic. It really threw Who's me. A psychic? Right. No, so, I think Sarah's a, 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 supposedly a psychic, yeah. right? Well, no. She's but, shocked, though, when she gets the number. From no, her. this is what threw me, too. OK, first, I thought it was a psychic story, yeah. right? Two psychics are kind of like sure. interacting That'd with each great. other but then it sounded like it was like ghost story because there's no one named sarah there right so not a mm. psychic but she was interacting with a ghost but then well it was like wait that well everyone else saw this too yeah. so it wasn't a ghost necessarily no, it's not the it's, it's not the ghost it's, it's a, not a ghost it's a it's classic an angel, angel. Yeah, guardian it, angel. right so it went from psychic to <laughs> story to ghost story to angel story there's a whole flow chart there's a flow chart but i i have i don't think there was ever a ghost story here i think it went from psychic 
to Angel right mm-hmm. away. Sure. Okay. And the guardian okay. angel, the guardian angel comes and plays a guessing game with her. Well, see, this is where this is where the show's actually getting a little smart, and I think this is why um, it, I, I'm really split on if it's fact or fiction. But I think that the show was trying to uh, fool us, which it did. Yeah. And no, none of us had an inkling that oh, she yeah. was an angel or a ghost mm-hmm. or anything. And I think that that is the writers trying mm-hmm. to get a little smarter. And and even, did you guys notice this? They also said, so let me ask you this. How does the doctor know what happened in the room between the two of them? Oh, it says it at the end. Right. The another girl told him. Another, yeah. another smart beyond belief trying to get ahead of us trying to predict fact or fiction. He goes... And the way I found all this out is later I asked Katie what happened in that room. Right. Mm. And it just, I don't know. Oh, like, the doctor's it, telling it the feels story. like they're covering a lot of their bases here and trying to really make it believable. This actually has a very believable truth to it. Yeah. Because I think if you go down to the kernel, it's that a doctor discovered that a little girl had a, a brain tumor at a very early stage. And maybe she did kind of put her hand on her head, but she was also looking at something else, like in terms of maybe there was like an eye twitch or maybe there was something, some sort of facial thing or some sort of the way that the girl reacted to like sounds or movements that led this nurse to believe it. So I guess maybe it's because it's set in a medical profession that feels more believable to me. But the kernel of truth is just they caught this tumor early and there was right. one nurse that they just didn't see again. But it's a big hospital. Like, I don't know. Like, I get what they're yeah. trying to do. Maybe they're Is it possible me. that the nurse actually did exist and just got, and the other head nurse just was wrong? Yeah. Like, maybe well, there totally. was a temp that she didn't know about. Yeah. yeah. Or they or it was a temp and they just couldn't find that temp again. I mean, I think people really want to believe in like guardian angel miracle stories. Yeah. Right. All right, Mark, why don't you kick us off? Fact or fiction? Yeah, um, I feel like there's definitely a kernel here. There's a lot of um, cooperation. Corroboration? Mm-hmm. Sure. Cooperation. One of those uh, is fact. right. Fact, fact, fact. All right, Kyle. Jesse, you mentioned the vault story. And now that I think about it, this is like the same exact thing. Someone comes in, they have a mental connection with a person that helps them solve a problem, and then they disappear and we're never there. That story was true. I'm going true on this one. Fact. Chris. Yeah, no, it's just really believable to me to think that someone can come out of nowhere and help someone else in a way that wouldn't have th- that wouldn't have gotten a solution in any other way. So I'm going to say fact. All right, I'll go next. Do I think it's possible that there was just a, a mix up here and someone thought that someone was there and then they couldn't track them down? Yeah, for sure. Fact. Tiffany. I think there's a really believable kernel here. So I'm going to say fact. All right, guys, let's flip a coin. The coin's prediction is fiction, and in a moment, we're going to find out which stories were fact and which were fiction. Stay with us. Hey, guys, Chris and Mark here. Hello. Along with Jesse and Kyle. Hello. Welcome. What's up? And we, uh, last week, we talked about how you guys are going to do a, uh, a Ouija board experience. The, uh, Jesse, Kyle, Mark, and Tiffany have never tried a Ouija board. Never even touched one. And they want to do it the right way. So uh, I will not be participating because I am really scared. <laughs> legit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Le- legit. But... The next step for you guys is to find the best Ouija board. So we wanted to do some research. And in the Mm -hmm. midst of that research, Mark and I came across some really interesting uh, bad reviews. Yeah, one-star reviews on uh, on a lot of Amazon Ouija products. (laughs) So we're going to make it a little game. Why not? Called Ouija or Noji. Chris, I thought you were going to say that with me. Nope, I was not. (laughs) Cool. I would have done it with you, but I didn't know what the game was called. So here's how the game works. Mark and I are going to read off some snippets from one-star reviews that we found online. Some of them are from actual one-star reviews of Ouija boards online, and some we just made up. Hmm, sound familiar? So, Jesse and Kyle, you're going to try to guess as best as you can. If you think that we really did pull this from a one-star Ouija board review, you're going to say Ouija. And if you think that we made it up, you're going to say Noji. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. It, it makes works. sense. Okay, here's the first one. My life was ruined because the board let 980 evil demons in my house. Wouldn't buy that again. Right away, I'm going to predict Noji because it sounds like something Chris would write because he loves specifics with comedy. So it sounds like the 980 is too high. Well, me knowing that Jesse knows Chris very well. (laughs) I could be wrong. Makes me go with a Noji. Okay. That one is a Ouija. Oh, that's a real no one. Yeah. That's no a real. Wow. Sorry, what review. was the number again? 
980. Do they like pop That's out ridiculous. one at a time? Are they like are they like chocolate chip What's size? What's the kernel demons? of truth to this one? The only kernel of truth is that one demon popped out and was like, there are 979 other demons in this house. <laughs> right. And he bought it. And he bought it. All right. Next up. Of course it doesn't work, but it's a great way to scare the shit out of your kids. My 10-year-old still thinks the great beast is waiting under his bed to feed <laughs> off. <laughs> Can I finish? Yeah. My 10-year-old still thinks the great beast is waiting under his bed to feed on his soul. Ouija. Oh, Ouija. 100%. Maybe not. I'm going to go Ouija. Locked in. All right. But Ouija is for both of you. Yes. Okay. The correct answer is this one's a noji. Yeah. We uh, made that one Mark up. made that Whoa. up. Somehow. That's good. Wow. Not that we're keeping score with Kyle. Good for you. Yes. Do, am I winning? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Tried to summon Satan. My mother showed up. Uh-huh. Is that uh-huh. Ouija or noji? <laughs> oh, that is a Ouija because it is so believable. Not my, <laughs> Not my mom, but you know. Right, other moms. Jesse, you are really. <sighs> My mom listens to this podcast. So if I said, was Ouija, this your review? No, I'm just saying. If <laughs> I said Ouija, I feel like she's gonna be offended. So I'm gonna go Noji on this. This one's a Ouija. Yeah. Someone, yeah, someone, someone, <laughs> someone did write it. Someone yeah. went on to Amazon. Definitely. You know what? I'm okay saying Noji because I don't want my mom to be offended, <laughs> thinking that that's realistic. Next up, either the ghosts are totally fucking with me. Or I just spoke to a being called Poonhound. <laughs> is that Ouija or Noji? Ouija, because that sounds like something that someone from Florida would write. A Not- legitimate Floridian. <laughs> Got it. I got distracted. I'm going to go Noji. That's a Noji. Sweet. It's I knew it all along. <laughs> fucked up mind of Chris Newth. God, I was right about the Florida part, yeah, though. Yeah, you were. Uh, <laughs> Poonhound, I should have known. That's such a good Next up. Ugh. It was my turn to host this month's club meeting, and I thought this would be a fun, nostalgic way to pass the evening with the guys. I was wrong. The cardboard was dented, the pointer is made of super cheap plastic, and we only summoned two demonoids. Lame. Worst of all, our grandmaster was there at the meeting. Really embarrassing. A kid's toy, not good for serious Satanists. Our grandmaster? Is it Ouija or Noji? Yeah, boys. No, what Grandmaster? Like, I, is this like a cult? I, I, okay, what is hold, this? hold on. Well, I, this, clearly. St- this started off as a very detailed product review about dented cardboard and pointers. And then, <laughs> it's, then it switched to them, their disappointment at the demonoids they resurrected or whatever the fuck. I think this is a noji. I think this has too much comedy infused. Oh, I think this is a very uh, disgruntled buyer. I think it's a Ouija. Uh, this one's a noji. Ooh. Yeah, totally we, we made bogus from the from little, the minds of the writers. So one of you guys wrote that. What the hell did you mean by the grandmaster? Well, it was Mark fucking being weird. I knew it was Mark. I knew it. It had it Mark written to all be over a it. Very lame product review, but then it's revealed that they're just Satanists. A little writery, I would say. Okay. Um, here's the next one. This board was made in China. Only summons Chinese demons. Would give four stars for ability to summon bilingual demons in next version. Ouija or Noji? I don't even understand. Like, yeah. I'm not comprehending it's, half of the things you I'm guys gonna, are telling me. I'm going to go Ouija immediately because it's too clunky. Right. Oh, thank you. We would do better. It's Yeah, I think you guys would write something a lot more sensible. Uh, Yeah, Ouija. That one's a Ouija. Yeah. You both got it. Nice. Hey, um, we don't know who won because we weren't keeping score. Fantastic, but, but I'm sure it was Kyle because I got a lot wrong. <laughs> we hope you guys had a fun time. This is great. Now you at least know uh, which which Ouija boards to avoid on uh, your quest to go buy one. What were the Ouija board brands? Did you do like the classic Hasbro Ouija board? Hasbro is where I pulled the bulk of mine. The Hasbro Ouija board is rated four stars on Amazon with 116 customer reviews. God, that's Ooh, really high. That is not the one I actually looked at. Which is the one with the, like 804 reviews? There's one that's called Winning Moves Games Classic Ouija Board Game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the baby. It's four stars, though. Hey. So you guys have looked up a ton of reviews, and it seems like the Hasbro board is like highly rated, like four stars, hundreds of reviews. Yeah. Do you think that if we're doing this Ouija night, that we can just go Hasbro or... Should we like look into something more authentic? I mean, we live in Los Angeles. There's a lot of creepy stores around. I think we should go to some like vintage stores. Or, yeah, or, I don't, I some can't, old psychic bookshop. I can't think of the name of uh, the type of store, like I'm apothecary of, like, or yeah, something. Secondhand stores with like, the old furniture and stuff. And like, I'm like a creepy apothecary. Mark's like Goodwill. 
Salvation yeah. Army. Maybe. I mean, if, Kmart. Yeah, absolutely. If you have a Ouija board and it like does some scary ass shit and curses you, and nine hundred and eighty demons pop out, like I'd yeah. be throwing that thing on Goodwill while my drive by. <laughs> Yeah, you don't think any of the Goodwill ones are actually safe, do you? No, I mean, those are, there's already past demons, like... Attached to the board? Yeah, attached to the board. Kyle, would you be willing to jump in the car with me and go uh, track down a board? Oh, hell yes. All right, let's do it. Which stories were fact? And which were fiction? First up, first story, writer's agent. This was the one about the writer's agent who killed one of his clients and then got spooked and got caught by the police. Now, as a recap, Tiffany, Kyle, you think this actually happened. So do I. Chris and Mark, you think this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did a similar story to this one take place? Could be. But we made this one up. Fiction. Mm-hmm. I like how he admits that some of the stories they make up could actually be true. Oh, yeah. We might have accidentally written it correctly, but this, Not time. this time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to story number two, which is called Crypt Ghost. This is the one about General Wesley Vanderborn and the Blair Witch crew filming him. Now, as a recap, Chris, you think this is fact? Everyone else thinks this is fiction. I think it's fact, but I think it's very disrespectful if it is fact. Let's find out what the disrespectful truth is. Did a similar story to this one take place? Not this time. It's a lie. Fiction. Moving on to story number three, which is called The Doll. This is the one about uncomplicated playtime and a little girl telling a teacher, hey, you stole my doll. Was she reincarnated? Who's to say? Mark, Kyle, as a recap, you guys voted fact on this one. Tiffany, Chris, you voted fiction, and I agree with you. Let's find out what the truth is. If you thought this story was based on a real-life occurrence, you're right. A similar story happened to a teacher in the Florida area decades ago. Fact. In Florida, anything is possible. It's so true. <laughs> Florida, right. if, if a story ever takes place in Florida, I'm just going fact. Tiffany and Mark are really concerned with their stats this episode. Yeah, well, I'm really. Looking it's ahead. also because I'm the I, I'm keeping the stats for both of us. Oh, Mark, oh. just making Mark's sure everything's his right. Notes in the other room. Well, let's uh, let's keep it and going. His mind. Story number four: Hubert's Curse. This is the one about the guy who was uh, basically that Mad TV character that was making fun of Tool Time. Chris, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's oh, the guy yeah. that was like always like cutting off his fingers and stuff. It was played <laughs> by Will Sasso. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, no. Can we watch that later? We definitely can. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and play a five-minute clip and comment. <laughs> on um, as a recap on this one, Tiffany, Chris, Mark, you guys think this is fact. I agree with you. Kyle, you are the sole fiction on this one. Well, Home Improvement was based on a real story. It's true. Let's find out what the truth is. The strange tale of the tools has to be fake, right? Wrong. It's true. A similar story happened to a factory worker on the Gulf Coast about 15 years ago fact well i mean that's believable it's just like a bunch of you know stupid guys just being like yeah you got off a ladder and then the light blue and then uh, he would have died i think this one was an urban legend but not like a you know urban urban legend right right right. it was a a rural urban legend (laughs) yeah Yeah. a rural true story (laughs) all right guys let's move on story number five last up this is called shared vision this is the one about the angel nurse that helped correctly diagnose a tumor in the mind of a young woman. A really young woman. A seven, girl. A seven girl, or eight. Yeah. yeah, 78 mm-hmm. year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as a recap, Mark and Kyle, you think this is fact. Chris, Tiffany, and myself also think it's fact. We all think it's and fact. And the coin? Yeah. And uh, who's to say? Hmm. Let's find out <laughs> what the truth is. Is this story based on a real happening? Not this time. It's fiction. Fiction. Shit. God. Damn they it. really like to make the sentimental Shit. ones and the really sweet ones fake. Guys, let's go over the stats. Does everyone know how many they got correct? Oh, yeah. Did anyone get only one correct this week? No. Did anyone only get two correct this week? I did. Tiffany, Kyle, Chris. It's been a bad week. Some <laughs> people are dummies. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm one of them. Oh, my gosh. You only got two? Are we? I only got two. No. That means out of since the first two episodes of the season, Mark is the only one. Mark's, Mark's way in the ahead. lead because we all tied. We, all in the, we tied in the first episode with two as well. And now Every, we have a four-way tie mm-hmm. with the, two as well in the second episode. Yeah, but 
But I don't care about this season. I care about overall. Will I beat <laughs> Chris? It depends how. <laughs> you can beat him just as long as you don't beat me. Mark, can I ask, how many did you get correct this week? I did not get 100. I was close, but I got four out of five. Whoa! They really threw me when that last one. Our first season for... Mark. Anything over two, really. Mark, you are as smart as the coin this week. Yeah. Uh, Which also got four out of five. (laughs) That is depressing. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, uh, what did you think overall? Good stories this, this week? This was a really fun episode. You I think yeah. so? I don't yeah, know. I I, this was one like, was kind of goofy. Aside, for yeah, aside from thing. Ghost Crypt, I really liked it. Ghost Crypt, I, when I... Yeah, Ghost Crypt sucked. Mid-story, mid I was just like, I don't even know how to summarize this. It was just so, so blah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the tone of the episode was good, but I don't know. These stories were a little eh for me. Well, you're just saying that because you only got two, stupid. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> out of here. I like how I keep making fun of Kyle only you getting two. don't appreciate a, a good shaky ladder story. <laughs> Not like you do, Chris. Chris that sounds a- like a shake, shaky ladder sounds like a term that should be an urban dictionary. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know what it would stand oh, I'll for. Give you, oh, I'll do. give you a shaky ladder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's our show, everyone. <laughs> Thank you all for joining and listening this week. And until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction, voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All audio clips are strictly used for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. Send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief. Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com This is how you talk when you live on the Gulf Coast. Oh, no, it isn't. You can also find show notes and links to us on social media. Check us out on Instagram. I'm loving Instagram lately, guys. And Twitter. Come on. Yes. Oh, no. Well, Chris has way more followers. And guys, personal call. Follow us on Instagram so I can get more followers because I do the Instagram than Chris's Twitter. Mm, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Thanks for listening. got to talk to an aunt that passed away last year turns out she was kind of a bore ouija or no g now can you clarify how bore is spelled because if she turned out to be a bore (laughs) then (laughs) Then that might influence that might influence my choice well she's just boring oh god um pretty straightforward i'm gonna go ouija i'm gonna go no g okay we got a ouija and a no g chris that one's a no g yeah we made it up thank you man